0: 13814567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's word on this edition of the virtual Bible study.
1: And welcome into the virtual Bible study tonight. We're glad you're part of it. This is the virtual Bible study for Thursday night, December or November 29th, 2007. We're glad that you are on the virtual bible study tonight my name is jacob Gwynn. my father greg Gwynn is back in town and he joins me in the studio tonight hello dad
2: jacob good to be with you tonight i've got about <clears throat> lost my voice so you may have to do more of the talking tonight but it didn't uh, sound that bad till you started talking here well, it's just kind of comes and goes. Stage right. Yeah, stage right. Well, it's
1: been two weeks since you were here. Uh, this is so two weeks without you in the studio. We'll try it again tonight, see if we can't get to a reacclimated.
2: See if we can work together here.
1: We're looking forward to you joining in on the discussion and helping out with the program tonight. You do so by dialing 877-381-4567. That's a toll free number for you to use, 877-381-4567. Or you can send your emails to questions at collegeview.com. Questions at collegeview.com is the address to use on the program tonight. As has been advertised, we want to talk about television on the program tonight, the dangers of television, and we believe there are many numerous dangers involved with television and the viewing of television. We want to talk about those on the program tonight, Dad. Television is a pastime for many in America today. And it is a pastime for many Christians as well, but there are many inherent dangers with watching television that we need to be
2: aware of. I think that's exactly right. Uh, And I think it deserves a lot of attention on the part of Christians to think about the very serious moral dangers that are present on the television, not just for us, but also for our children I think parents with kids especially have to be concerned about the evil influence of TV. But, you know, I think we make a mistake when we say, well, we've got to be careful about the kids. But after they go to bed, we can turn it on and watch whatever we want to watch. That's a, that's a huge mistake as well. We sent out a couple questions earlier today, and we've been getting quite a bit of feedback. Obviously, this is a subject that a lot of people are interested in, and we, we're glad for that. We want to get more feedback. We'd love to hear from you. In regards to television, Jacob, we ask one simple question what do you think is the biggest danger or what is the most dangerous thing about watching television? That's a that's a wide-open question, and so you can go a lot of directions with that. But send us your feedback. What do you think is the most dangerous thing about watching television? We want to hear from you about that. But, Jacob, to get our discussion started, we thought we might cover something that's been in the news, and we're going to hear a lot more about it in the next few weeks. There's a new movie coming out called The Golden Compass. And I also asked some of our listeners to respond about their knowledge of this new movie about to be released here uh, in the holiday season called The Golden Compass. And should we let our kids watch that or movies like that?
1: Well, you know, uh, this movie, The Golden Compass, doesn't really alarm me that much, believe it or not. Uh, there's been an email going around in uh, inboxes, and I'm sure that many of our listeners have received the in- the email this The movie doesn't alarm me any more than a lot of the other movies that are out there. This is just an example of how Hollywood works to erode the uh, practices and the beliefs of people who are trying to live in a way that's pleasing to God. Uh, uh, Hollywood is attacking those continually. This is just another example. It has been brought out and and it's been highlighted, and it shows us what's going on in Hollywood, but it's nothing new.
2: Well, uh, I think maybe I want to just expound upon what you said. You're not alarmed any more so than you're alarmed about lots yeah, of... Yes, exactly no, right. It it is... alarm,
1: it's alarming, but it doesn't, it's, no, it's no different than all the the other movies that are out yeah, there. Yeah, that,
2: that's the key. I think all of the movies almost are alarming. This is an alarming movie, and we should be aware of it. I think maybe the big danger about this is that it's coming out here at this Christmas season, and parents are going to be carrying their kids to see this in mass, and before they do, they ought to be advised of some of the things that are being said about it. We got a real good email uh... from uh... al who wrote this he said when i first heard of the allegations concerning the golden compass i went to snopes dot com to see if it had been documented i had not previously heard of philip pullman that's the author nor do i generally read books of the fantasy genre from what i read on the on the issue it appears that the movie itself is not objectionable it's a watered down version of the least detestable of his books But the danger is the movie will create in children a desire to read the books of his trilogy where atheism is promoted. The marketing seems to be the opposite of the Harry Potter phenomenon where the movies were released after the books had developed a large following. Now, I think that's an interesting tie in between this coming movie and the Harry Potter series. Some of us have spoken out about the Harry Potter series and. And been concerned that parents let their kids watch that when it was full of witchcraft and sorcery and so forth, and seemed to uh, glamorize that sort of thing. But in regards to the Harry Potter, they put the books out first, people read them, got all excited about them, then they released the movies. This is being actually done in a different uh, form. The, the the other books are not out yet. This is the first, but there's going to be three of them. And here's a quote from Snopes.com that Al includes in his email. Pullum, that is the author, left little doubt about his book's intended meanings when he said in a 2003 interview that, quote, my books are about killing God. And in a 2001 interview that he was, quote, trying to undermine the basis of Christian belief. Um, uh, In 2002, conservative British columnist Peter Hitchens labeled Pullum, quote, the most dangerous author in Britain, and described him as the writer that, quote, the atheist would have been praying for if atheists prayed. And so and that's pretty startling information. there. This guy is a rabid atheist, and he has avowed that his books are for that purpose, of promoting atheism and undermining Christian belief. That's something to be concerned about.
1: But again, I have to ask you, how many in Hollywood would share this guy's beliefs? Oh,
2: probably the vast majority of them. Do. And how many in Hollywood would have similar agendas? well i think they do and i'm not i'm not disputing that but i'm just saying if parents are going to let their kids see this movie and a lot of them are they ought to at least be aware of the of the agenda of, of this this movie's specific agenda it's not to, it's not totally or terribly different than a lot of other movies but it is true of this movie
1: and this guy has enough nerve to say he doesn't believe in god and he wants to attack those who do there are others in Hollywood who don't have enough nerve to say that into your face, but that's what they're doing. And so that's one of the dangers we want to talk about
2: tonight. Exactly right. Let me give you let me give you a few more of these, Jacob, feedbacks about this movie. Um, our friend Jack down in Atlanta, Georgia, writes, uh, let's see, let me get to it. He says, I had to go out online to find a bit more about the movie and found out that it involves witches, sorcery, and the like. Of course, it is not for our children to watch or get caught up in like some did with the Harry Potter series of books and movies. Um, let me give you a couple more here if I can find them real quick. Um,
1: about Don in Nashville? There you
2: go. Read that one. Don
1: in Antioch, Tennessee, says, We don't know much about the movie except it has some major anti-Christian themes, and for this reason alone it would be a bad idea for anyone to let their children see it. However, we're not as concerned about an evil book or movie that it's obviously evil than we are about evil books and movies that are misquandered as righteous, masqueraded as righteous. Can't read it tonight. It uh, should be no a no-brainer for a Christian parent to know that the golden compass isn't for their children, but where is the outrage about Narnia, the Lord of the Rings, the Left Behind series, and the Passion of the Christ? Christian bookstores are full of these evil materials, and it is upsetting is, as, is, it is as upsetting to Christians when confronted about these being evil as it is when you tell them it is evil to lie to their kids about Santa Claus. Don't you think we all need to get our priorities in order? That's from Don and Gale in Antioch. And uh, he makes a good point there. This book comes out and hits you in the face with it, but what about these other, these other books, these other movies? They're teaching just as much error.
2: Yeah, exactly right. I appreciate Don for sending in that email. Got one from Jerry who says, I don't know much about the movie The Golden Compass, but from what I have read, it seems to me to be very dangerous, especially for impressionable children. However, I understand the books are much worse than the movie I would not let a child of mine see it. In fact, I know of very few movies or TV shows, for that matter, that I would want children to see, especially the new stuff that is being advertised. That's from Jerry.
1: And we have an email from Jake in Finland tonight coming across the pond to us with a comment He says, I do not know what movie you're talking about. Why? Because, A, I don't watch many movies. If I did, I would do it in English on a DVD. And, B, if I watch a movie, I make sure it doesn't have a unique plot, i.e. a movie filled with sexual immorality, vulgar vocabulary, and so on. I don't have a family or kids, but I plan on not getting a TV at all. This is because the Internet is a much better resource. The user has more control at what content he or she consumes. And I vow not to push them into this world, speaking of his children, until I have explained to them that they have control over the choices they make and God is watching. Appreciate, Jake, for those comments in Finland tonight.
2: Well, there you get sort of a sampling of of what people are saying about this movie. And, again, our show tonight is not about this movie per se, but I think it is worth uh, giving a little uh, insight to people so they can be aware because this thing is really going to be advertised heavily. It's coming out right at the time of the year where they really try to push the movie sales. There's going to be all kind of uh, uh paraphernalia related to the movie that will be children's toys and so forth. And it will be much like the Harry Potter thing was. And, and kids will be wanting to see it. And parents will be pushed to take their kids to see it. And we need to be on guard about it. i got another email here just coming in from our friend Philip in Newcastle, Indiana. He says, Snopes.com. Uh, that investigates the validity of rumors circulate on the Internet, has much information on the author of the trilogy, the first of which is The Golden Compass. You may have this quote, but if not, it says all I need to know about Pullum's work. Uh, and then he gives, the, I think it's the same quote we just read, quote, Pullum left little doubt about his books intended meaning when he said in a 2003 interview that my books are about killing God. And in 2001 interview he said he was, quote, trying to undermine the basis of Christian belief. Uh, And again, this this other fellow, this other columnist in Britain said Pullum was the kind of man that, quote, atheists would be praying for if atheists prayed because they see him as promoting their agenda.
1: Certainly it is disturbing and we have to be disturbed about that. But what are we allowing, as Don mentioned in Antioch, what are we allowing uh, that is trying to uh, distort our view of reality and distort our view of God And we don't even realize it. We want to hear from you on the program tonight. The number to call is toll-free, 877-381-4567. The email address to use is questions at collegeview.com. As we talk about the dangers of television, what do you view as the dangers of television and watching television? We want to hear from you on the program tonight, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com.
0: Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial.
3: Tonight on Channel 8 WSIN, it's TV like you've never seen it before. Starting at 8, it's TV's funniest new comedy, Fornication in the City, and Marie has been misbehaving again.
4: Guess what? I just cheated on my husband. He doesn't even know about it.
3: (laughs) And then at 8.30, it's the show that's setting the standard. You won't want to miss this week's I Love This World, where Bob makes a great announcement. Well, I think it's time you knew the truth. I'm gay. (laughs) And at 9 o'clock, it's the show that television magazine has called the number one drama for murder and violence. You won't want to miss this week's In Cold Blood to see who will be the next to be gunned down. It all starts tonight at 8 o'clock on Channel 8 WSIN.
2: I'm Greg Gwynn reminding you that sin is a terrible thing and that those who are entertained by watching others sin fall under the condemnation of God that is mentioned in Romans 128. Be careful what you watch on television because in spite of what the devil wants you to think, sin is always sin and it's never funny. I am Nestor Sanchez from Arica, Chile, in South America, and I love to listen to the Virtual Bible Study, and this moment, I invite you to participate in this program, too. Gracias.
0: Missed a recent Virtual Bible Study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archives section of our website. Now, back to the Virtual Bible Study.
1: And welcome back to the Virtual Bible Study. Thank you for joining us. As we talk about the dangers of television on the program tonight, we want to hear from you my co-host across the table from me tonight is about to lay down his voice and walk out, I think.
2: Yeah, a little hoarse, but uh, we're going to get through this. We could
1: use your help at 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. We want to know what your thoughts are about the dangers of television. Do you have any concerns about the television that uh, is being viewed in your home? What do you think about it? Let us know your thoughts. Uh, I was out on the Internet, Dad, looking at uh, a, a website called Parents Television Council, (PT Parents TV.org, the parents' television council, they study these kinds of things, and they're very alarmed and concerned, as we all should be. They studied the family hour, and that is the hour of television with programs that start between 8 and 9 p.m., Monday through Saturday. That'd be
2: Eastern time. For us in Central time, would be 7 to 8 p.m. All right,
1: that's the time when you would gather the family around. And they looked at network television, not the cable television, but the network television. Things broadcast,
2: the the broadcast networks.
1: ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, CW, and My Network Television. And they have some alarming statistics uh, that uh, that are on their website. You might want to check out parentstv.org. They'll give you a rundown of your favorite program to tell you how it lines up with their standards. But in their study, just two weeks of television in, in uh, November of uh, 2006 and in February of 2007, they studied two, se- or, uh, three separate two-week periods during that time, and also April uh, through May of uh, 2007. But for three weeks during this study, here's, the, here's what they found. On family hour between 8 and 9 p.m., when your family is gathered around the television,
2: there were by, two, by the way, that's when you should be listening to the virtual Bible study.: That's right. We
1: can, we can save you <laughs> one of those hours at least. But there were 2,246 instances of violent, profane and sexual content in 180 hours of original family hour programming. That equates to 12 almost 12 and a half instances of per television hour. There were uh, objectionable content. There was one instance of objectionable primetime content every three and a half minutes of non commercial airtime. You get an objectionable content watching family hour television when you think it's okay to gather the family around once every three and a half minutes. Only 10.6% of the programs were free of any violent or sexual content and foul language. Only 10% of the programs on family hour when it's supposed to be okay to let your family view television, only 10% of those programs are fit to be seen. That's what this secular organization says. This isn't a religious organization. This is a secular organization. They're telling you only 10% of the programs have no objectionable content. And I bet you if you were to get down to it, some of those 10% that they say are okay by God's standards would still have objectionable content. Certainly some alarming statistics.
2: It goes on to say, Jacob, that... uh... Uh, since 2000, 2001, violent content during this same family hour has increased by 52%, and sexual content has increased by 22%. Uh, you know, what that's saying is things are getting worse sort of exponentially, and what we can anticipate is things are, are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. There's a program
1: on Fox called American Dad. And they studied it, and they said that it had 52 instances of objectionable content per hour on family, primetime, network television, 52 instances of objectionable content per hour. Looking at language, they studied the language. They said there were 815 uses of foul language or an average of four and a half times per hour you hear objectionable language. More than three-quarters of all the programs airing on family hour contained foul language. Over three-quarters of the program on Family Hour, when you have your family gathered around the television, have foul language.
2: Over half, 54%, almost 55% uh, of those same shows during Family Hour contained sexual content, uh, which is pretty alarming. Since 2000,
1: 2001, uh, the amount of sexual content during this Family Hour has increased 22%. Uh, CBS has uh, had almost a 600% increase during that time.
2: Unbelievable. It's just incredible when you stop. Just look, these are just sort of raw statistical numbers, but you just look at the numbers. You know, what happens whenever you mention a specific show or a specific uh, kind of circumstance? There might be people, oh, well, I like that show and I don't think it's all that bad. But as you say, Jacob, these are people who've tried to take an objective view of these things and it's bad. And anybody, any Christian, who's ignoring how bad it is, has really got their head stuck in the sand.
1: Certainly so, and we we don't want to overlook violence. Certainly that is a sin that is portrayed on television at an alarming rate. Uh, During this study, they noted an average of 4.19 scenes per hour of violence. Uh, Almost almost half of the programs on family, primetime, network television – Contained violent material, and that violence has uh, increased almost 52%.
2: We might get some feedback. Uh, Some of you who are listening might want to comment. You know, every once in a while I hear people say, well, it may be rated, it may be an R rated movie, but it's just because of the violence, as though that, that makes it okay. That somehow, it's, it, it's not a problem for us to be viewing. That's
1: it. one of those sins that they have an agenda about, and uh, they've convinced us it's no big deal yeah. for, for there to be violent material. Uh, this uh, same website, parentstv.org, studies uh, these television programs on a continual basis, and they rate the worst show of the week. And the worst show last week was a, a program named a Family Guy on Fox, uh, aired on November 18th and uh Dad, I can't read this on the air about uh, what they do here they They speak of male genitalia in graphic terms um it's just it's outrageous the, the language that they use um you, you you couldn't be repeated
2: no, we couldn't read that. i I've never seen that show i don't I may have heard of it but i I'm, I'm not familiar with it at all, but I'm seeing this article that's that's here on the uh, internet time
1: time network family what hour time night come?
2: it comes on at nine o'clock eastern I mean, that's eight o'clock central time. I mean, here in the the Central Time Zone, our kids are still up watching TV at 8 o'clock.
1: Here's one. uh, My name is Earl on NBC. Uh, This was on November 1st a few weeks ago. They rated it as the worst of that week. And this program, Primetime Network Television, included strippers, prostitutes, thieves, drunkards, adulterers, drug dealers. um, And the strippers were shown in stripper's attire, maybe an oxymoron, but they were shown in stripper's attire, there was a naked woman running across a, a front yard on primetime network television. How do you how do you justify that?
2: Well, again, what the, that's again that's at that that show comes on at 8 p.m. Eastern time, seven o'clock Central time. Kids are going to be watching. You get, you let your kids have the TV on. They're going to be watching. And, and I want to go to an email that we had about that. Boy, Jake, I'm having trouble keeping my emails sorted out here tonight. But I, I think Don. Uh, you got that email from Don that we, that we referenced here. It is Don said, what's one of the most dangerous things about watching TV? He said, letting a child have a TV in their own room and unsupervised viewing in any room. Same thing for the computer. Well, look at this. Here's, here's a couple of shows that are just outrageously nasty. And they're on during the time when kids are still up, haven't gone to bed You let a kid have their own TV in their own room, making their own decisions about what they're watching, or you let them watch unsupervised in any room of the house, and that's what they have the option of viewing. Now, kids are not mature enough to make wise decisions in all instances, and you let them have unsupervised use of the TV that's what they're going to be seeing. You know what happens, though? This has just
1: desensitized us. Satan has used the television to desensitize us to sin where we don't think sin as is outrageous and is as offensive as we once did. You know, Dad, a few weeks ago I was talking with an older gentleman, and he remembered when his family got their first television, when he bought his first television. And I asked him, I said, if television was like it was then, like it is now? When you got the television home and you turned it on, wouldn't you have just packed it up and taken it right back to the store? He said, I never would have bought one in the first place. Yet how many people are just sitting there with this filth and profanity in their living rooms, and they're just going right along with it?
2: You know, I've told this story to a lot of people over the years, but I remember as a kid the first time my dad thought that he heard a cuss word on TV. And he jumped up. I mean, he literally jumped up and ran to the phone and picked up the phone and called the local TV affiliate and network affiliate to register his complaint that that kind of a word had been put out over the airwaves. Well, now what were the statistics? I mean, I mean, three every every three three minutes, minutes, every every three minutes. We hear that and, and people have become desensitized to it. We hear it all the time now and don't react to it. And and
1: Christians are sitting there in their living room watching this filth. That's right. It doesn't even raise an eyebrow. What are your thoughts? Let us know on the phone, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Surely you have some uh, opinion on this and some thoughts about uh, the television and the state of it in our society. Let us know your thoughts tonight.
2: Jacob, uh, Don has written a follow-up. Don from Antioch, Tennessee says, it's interesting that the statistics Jacob just read mentioned non-commercial airtime. I wonder what the statistics would be for commercials Many of which are more objectionable than the actual shows. I think that's exactly right. You know, even if you're watching a supposedly decent show, hard as they are to find, when the when the commercials come on, you got to you got to look away because they're going to be showing all kind of nasty stuff on the commercials. Certainly so, so. I think Don's right
1: on that. Thank you, Don, for your email tonight eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven questions at collegeview.com. We're waiting to hear from you as we talk about the dangers of television to us uh, spiritually tonight on the virtual Bible study.
2: Jacob, let me go back. I think we're coming up on a break here, but let me go back uh, um, to to this movie that we were talking about, The Golden Compass, which is coming out. And Keith in Lynchburg, Tennessee, has written in to say, The Golden Compass is a very anti-Christian movie in which God is made out to be almost evil in ways. I've only heard about the movie, but what I've heard isn't worth the risk of your children learning things like this. Only a person not sound in the faith would allow their children to view this movie. Uh, I've heard that in the end of the movie, God is killed. I think I think probably at the end of this trilogy or three part movie, God is going to be killed. I've heard that too. Uh,
1: as I've heard it, the idea is you kill off God and you do whatever you want. Yeah, and certainly that's an idea that uh, would resonate with uh, children as they want to defy
2: authority. Keith goes on and says, as far as watching TV, I've turned my satellite programming off. Even with the V-chip, you still can't guard your minds from the filth. Uh, idolatry, lies, uh, fornication, adultery, and so forth. The lives of my family have been so enriched since I've done this. We have much more time to study the Bible, the best story ever told. and We have more time to be a family. I hope others will also turn off the TV and get the dust off the Bible. Uh, Keith and Lynchburg, Keith, thanks for listening tonight. Thanks for your email. I, I really appreciate what he has done there in his own family. And and I, I, I accept his challenge. We all should uh, accept the challenge that Keith has put out there. Uh, stop watching TV. Read your Bibles more.
1: Thank you, Keith, for that important email tonight. We're going to go up to Orleans, Indiana, and welcome Mike to the virtual Bible So, Hello, Mike. Welcome to the program.
5: Hey guys, how you doing?
1: Doing great. Thanks for calling tonight.
5: Well, thanks for having me. Say, I I want to make a comment. You know, I, I was really troubled. I, I think I share your sentiments about the Golden Compass. That that was something that troubled me, though. A little bit more, I think, than maybe the the average movie that, you know, we're we're getting, I guess, uh, you know, we're just used to seeing Hollywood put these types of things out. But The Golden Compass, I I see this as maybe a, it may not be so successful because I think there's been a pretty good, uh, you know, showing, I think, the the internet, the email that you alluded to. I think there have been quite a few people that have, you know, been turned off because of this movie. However, you know, I think they may be testing the waters a little bit. I see this as as kind of reaching to the next level because the movie is about killing God. You know, I mean, 50 years ago, nobody would have even taken the time to even consider going to see a movie, and that would have been a waste of money. But now Hollywood, I think, has turned a little bit, and they're starting to test the waters to see just how many people are actually interested in this message. They've been degrading our, our morality for so long. And now I, I kind of wonder if they're not just testing the waters to see, you know, if, if people are going to be what, ready to accept something like this.
1: They, they, they push the envelope on a constant basis, so don't they, Mike?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, once you can kill God, I mean, I, I don't know what else there would be to that. <laughs> uh, what could what could be worse? I uh, took it on myself. I wrote to three local movie uh, movie venues here. And I asked them, you know, point blank, if they'd be willing to tell me whether or not uh, they were planning on showing The Golden Compass, and I urged them very strongly not to do so. And then I, I asked them if they'd write me back and let me know if, they're, if, they, if they intended to show that movie, because I, I do see this as, you know, kind of going to the next level. And uh asked them if they are going to do that and told them politely that if they are going to do that, that I do intend to run an ad in the paper and try to organize some sort of a protest outside the movie theaters in a, in a peaceful way, but just to let let people know that I don't I don't think that this is right. I don't you know this is definitely a step in a, a terrible direction, and I think people need to be brave enough and, and stand up and stand against this kind of thing.
2: Mike, this is Greg. I admire you for taking that stand. I tell you, uh, I'm not a prophet, but if I was going to make a prediction, my guess is that all three of those venues will show the movie because at at that level, those movie theater operators, it's just a bottom line dollar. You know, how much money can they make? I mean they they show all kind of moral filth all the time, so they're not going to be objecting to this any more than any other trash they put out there. So to them, it's just how much money can we make? But I think it is, and I think you've hinted at this it is indicative of the fact there's a true agenda at the at the level of the movie makers. There's an agenda to just see how far they can push the envelope, and how much damage they can do to the to uh, to the faith of Christians, and and how far they can destroy the moral fabric of our society. And so, uh, the, the movie makers I think are are guilty of that uh, behind the scenes agenda. Maybe the local movie theater operators are just looking to see how much money they can make.
1: You know, and they're not doing this in an R-rated movie. I don't. What's this movie rated?
2: Well, oh, I'm sure it's gonna probably be PG. I don't know.
5: Yeah, I'm sure it would probably be something. You know, what troubles me most is that they're they're not marketing this to to people like you or I. We're we're gonna stand up. We're still of the older older generation. I think you know even the majority of my generation will say, look, I know this is wrong. However, the next generation is coming along. You know, they're, they're they're gearing this. If you look at the movie, I've seen the the previews, the the, the uh, you know the commercial that they put on for this. It's starting to show now. And this is geared toward children, and so they're looking at this as a long-term investment. And sure, this movie may not be a major, you know, box office success right now, but they're setting the the foundational work so that in 10, 15, or 20 years, uh, people will be ready to accept this type of thing. I mean, this That's right. old news, is, you know, because always what these immoral people do is always goes through this uh, this kind of a. Uh, system that it goes through you know first it's shock and then there's a a period of i think tolerance where people don't like it but they'll tolerate it and then it kind of advances to acceptance and then after acceptance i think it tends to maybe progress to the point of uh of promotion of these ideas
1: and then it starts all over again with the next level exactly exactly and i think If there's
5: ever any any better example I could think of at the spur of the moment, I think it would be the homosexual agenda. Back in the 40s and 50s, you didn't talk about this kind of thing. And then, of course, you know the 70s and 80s rolled around, and it was kind of a shock that these gays were, you know, quote, we call them coming out of the closet and things like that. And it wasn't really accepted, but people tolerated it. And then now we've come so far that it's almost this transitional phase again where they've promoted it for so long, now it's becoming acceptable and it's promoted you
2: know i mean it's and uh, you're the weirdo for opposing it now yeah and i'm a
5: bigot and i'm you know i'm a homophobe and all these other words that they can call me and you know if you state what the bible says well then there's you know you've got some radical agenda well no I'm, i'm stating an idea that's thousands of years old and it's always been that way um anyway i won't dominate all of your time i'd just like to share one passage with your listeners if i could
2: sure go ahead mike
5: proverbs chapter four and verse 20 Says my son, give attention to my words, incline your your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes, keep them keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. And let all of your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil.
2: We'll give that passage again, Mike.
5: That was Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20.
2: That's a great one, and we appreciate it. Thanks for your comments tonight, Mike. Appreciate you listening up there in Indiana.
5: Well, I, I appreciate you guys, and I always enjoy listening to this. I've gotten my son excited to listen to the program with me, too, and so this is a good study for us and a good opportunity. How old is your uh, son, Mike? Uh, he's 14 years old, the one that's right. listening with me now. That's... and. uh I'll pray for you, Greg. Get over your your
0: uh, congestion.
1: Uh, say, yeah, it
2: sounds worse than it is. Thanks for listening, Mike.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mike. Thanks Appreciate so. you listening, Mike. Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program.
3: Hello.
4: Hey, Matt. No, I don't have any plans for Friday night. What are you doing? Oh, I won't be able to go with you to watch that movie. Because, Matt, the movie is rated R. Hey, why don't you just come over and hang out at my house Friday night? Great. I'll see you there. Being pleasing to God means that you may have to be different than the crowd, but don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. You just might find that it's easier than what you expect. A message brought to you by College U Church of Christ. Hi, my name is Hunter. I'm 11 years old, and I love listening to the virtual Bible study.
0: For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues.
1: And welcome back to the virtual Bible study tonight. As we talk about the dangers of television, we want to hear your thoughts. The line is open now. You can dial the same number that Mike dialed in Orleans, Indiana, 877-381-4567. We'll pay the bill tonight, toll free, 877-381-4567. Or send us your emails to questions at collegeview.com. Certainly, some alarming things that we've talked about so far, Dad, and we've got more alarming statistics to go.
2: I think so. You've got plenty of time to get into the program tonight. Send us an email, questions at collegeview.com, or give us a phone call. We want to hear from you. What do you think are the great dangers of television viewing? What do we need to be on guard about? It's a, it's a pervasive issue. Christians have got to get their guard up on this. And so uh, let us know what you think. Got an interesting email from our friend Roger up in London, Kentucky. He said, uh, in reference to the two questions, I submit a statement that I feel would be an appropriate answer to both questions about the movie Golden uh, Compass or about TV viewing. Uh, He said, I hope it may be of use. It's entitled Wounded at the Theater, and it speaks of the effects of what we see. I want to read this. I've seen this before, too, and I think it's excellent. Thanks, Roger, for sending it. Listen to this quote, and let me see if you can imagine who might have written it. Says, quote, If you see a shameless woman in the theater who treads the stage with uncovered head and bold attitudes, dressed in garments adorned with gold, flaunting her soft sensuality, singing immoral songs, throwing her limbs about in the dance, and making shameless speeches, do you still dare to say nothing human happens to you? Then, <clears throat> long after the theater is closed and everyone has gone away, those images still float before your soul." Their words, their conduct, their glances, their walk, their positions, their excitation, their unchaste limbs. And as you go home, you're covered with a thousand wounds. But not alone. The shameless woman goes with you, although not openly invisible, but in your heart and in your conscience. And there within you see she kindles the Babylonian furnace in which the peace of your home, the purity of your heart, and the happiness of your marriage will be burnt up. Um, you know, someone might ask, well, who wrote that? That that guy's really tore up about modern TV and movies. Uh, but this is interesting. This was written 1,600 years ago by John Uh He lived uh, around 400 A.D. And here's a man who saw those dangers way back then when he saw shamelessness at the theater. Obviously, what he would have been writing about were live performances. They didn't have TV but now we've got so much more opportunity to see that kind of stuff because of the electronic media, television, and, and the Internet and others. Pretty amazing that that fellow wrote that so long ago, and it seems so pertinent to today. wonder what he'd say about today.
1: <clears throat> well, fortunately, he doesn't have to see it, and uh, he would certainly have l- large concern about what's going on on television today 877-381-4567 questions at collegeview.com let us know your thoughts tonight on the program dad one of the problems with television that we haven't mentioned so far but is certainly uh something for us to consider as christians is the amount of time that uh, people are re- spent spending viewing television
2: that's right we need to think about just the that that well i suppose that's too too kind of a way to say it Time-consumed, we probably should say time-wasted, watching television is a big factor. By the way, Jacob, I want to talk about that, but let me also mention, if anybody wants that uh, that article, Wounded at the Theater, if you'll send an email in, I'll send that to you. I've got it in an attachment here, and we can send it to you. So let us know. But let's talk about this business of how much time Certainly
1: is wasted Certainly. The statistics are alarming. According to a study in 1998, the average American was watching at that time three hours and 46 minutes of television. Uh, Every day, three hours and 46 minutes of television every day. Uh, That means that uh, you are watching over 52 days of nonstop television watching every year if you're an average American. And by age 65, the average American will have spent nearly nine years of their lives glued to the tube. That's almost 14% of their life watching television. The average American, that's an enormous amount of time.
2: You know, there's only one thing that Americans do more than watch TV. There's only one activity. That they engage in that consumes more time than watching TV, and you know what it is, sleeping. The only thing we do spend more time doing than watching TV is sleeping. That's pretty scary.
1: Sixty-six percent of Americans regularly watch television while eating dinner. Now that's an alarming statistic, Dad. We can't eat television, or we can't eat uh, dinner without watching television. We can't spend time with our family talking to our family about spiritual and important things. Because we've got to watch television for like 66 percent of the Americans today.
2: You know, some of our uh, some of our uh, email correspondents have have picked up on this same danger. Jacob, Uh, going back to our friend Jake in Finland, uh, he says, I believe the most dangerous thing about watching TV and movies, becoming a slave, getting addicted. And it oftentimes happens without us noticing, just like any any other addiction comes Plus, you may not become an addict of TV, but it's content, adult content, which is even uh, more readily available over the Internet if you don't use it properly. Uh, Young people are especially vulnerable. And Jake, oh, this is interesting. Jake says he's 16 years old, and he's making those observations. I, I appreciate that. Getting addicted, spending so much time with TV that you're addicted to it. You know, people are. They just cannot be without it. They have to have it, and they have to have the TV on. Or they just almost have withdrawal symptoms.
1: Certainly so. And we have to be careful about the, the amount of time that we use because the Bible repeatedly tells us to be good stewards of our time. Ephesians 5, verses 14 through 16. But wherefore he saith, Awake thou asleep, that sleepeth arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Seeing then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. James four fourteen. 14. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanisheth away. We've got to be careful about the way that we're using our time, and television is using an enormous amount of it in the lives of Americans today, and Christians need to be aware. Let's go down to Atlanta, Georgia, and welcome Jack to the program. Hello, Jack. Welcome to the virtual Bible study.
6: Hello. Thanks uh, for taking up this uh, subject. I appreciate
2: it. Hey, Jack, I was just about to read another part of the email you sent in earlier when we were talking about the time that people waste watching TV. You said in your email, television can put us in a stupor if we're not careful. We can be so consumed in it that everything else becomes less important. We can be lured into watching something we know has sinful behavior, but since it's so alluring, we overlook the sin for the pleasure of watching and being entertained. I think you're exactly right.
6: Well, I had a uh, question on that too. Um, for those of us who've uh, diehard ball fans, you know you can get caught up in football, and lo and behold, they had a. Or overtimes the other day.
2: That was, a five hour, that was a five hour game, Jack.
6: Where do we draw the line on uh, something like
2: that? I don't know, but i got to say, go vols this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
6: where do we draw the line? Because, uh, you know, I, I remember an uh, older brother mentioned one time about, uh, you know, Christians being in uh, you know the stadium or there's drinking and things like that. But, you know, lo and behold, you, you look on television, uh, they're going to show some cheerleaders. And you know, when there's poison at what point is
2: it wrong for us to watch that? I got I've got the same I've got the same issue, Jack. I mean I like to watch I like to watch sports and you know this you know we we used the term earlier that we're desensitized by things we see and you know I notice that when I laugh at the beer commercials. You know, the beer commercials are the very uh, most well done. If you're just trying to sell a product, the beer, whoever writes those beer commercials, they get the job done. They are really selling the product. And I mean, I'm so opposed to the consuming alcohol, but when they bring those commercials on, you laugh at them, you know. And, and so it is evidence of this desensitizing that takes place, even when we're watching something like a ball game on TV.
6: Absolutely. Uh, another thought that I had in my business, I've had numerous times to walk into houses new houses builders have bought it i'm always amazed you know right in the bedroom you'll have the cable hookup, up and i am vehemently opposed to having a television directly in the bedroom right at the bed i think that's one of the things that we have to be very careful because you know you mentioned the sensuality that's brought in and so, so many people are lured into having a television right there in the bedroom and those images and, and language and all that is just permeate right there in something, in a place I would say it should be for comfort and, you know, relaxation and not for intrusion from the outside world.
2: Well, I think you're right, Jack. Doesn't that speak to the addictiveness of this? We've got to have it. We've got to have it right in the bedroom. We've got to have it so that we can have it on until our last waking moment, and then we can turn it on in the morning at our first, you know, the first time where our eyes open to the light of day we got to have the tv accessible to us instantaneously
1: actually it's worse than that uh, there's a statistic that shows that there's a one in four chance that an average american will fall asleep with the television on at least three nights every week and so we're we're going to sleep with the television on
2: exactly yeah, right well jack you bring up a point that i that i'm troubled about too i mean i try to i try to be careful about tv usage uh, I do like to watch the ball games, but th- even at that, there's some issue.
6: Yeah, and it's, you know, what used to be, you know, clean. I mean, you know, it's just a game kids playing, you know, but lo and behold, Satan found a way to attack even something that we would find
2: enjoyable. Exactly right. He's going to find a way to get at everything. Uh, I mean, he, he's uh, tireless in his work, and he's very scheming and conniving in his methods, and. He's going to attack at every angle that he can possibly attack at.
6: Again, I appreciate you uh, bringing it up. This is uh, definitely on, on time
2: and on the mark. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for listening down there in Atlanta. Okay, take care, guys. Thank you, Jack.
1: All right, is the number to call. Questions at collegeu.com, and we've turned around, and it's time for our last break. We've got a lot of ground to cover when we get back, and we hope you'll stay tuned. And we'd still like to hear from you on the phones at 877-381-4567 or over email at questions at com. Stay tuned. There's more to go right after this.
0: Did you hear what they just said? Call in during this break and let everyone know what you think. The virtual Bible study continues after this announcement.
4: Hello, everyone. I'm Brett Haynes. I'm a member of the College View Church of Christ. A lot of people in the religious world today tell us that as long as our heart is right and we truly love God, we can do whatever we want in our service to Him. They say that what we do doesn't matter because God is only interested in our heart. I believe they have it all wrong. True, God is interested in our hearts, but He's also interested in our actions. One reason why is because our actions describe the true condition of our heart. This is what Jesus taught in Matthew 12, verse 34, when he said, For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So I believe that if we are doing whatever we want to in our service and are not serving God exactly like he has asked, then our heart is not right before God. The members of the College View Church of Christ are committed to making sure that both our hearts and our actions are pleasing to God. If you're interested in doing the same, we encourage you to join us for worship this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Hello, my name's Jeffrey Vernon. I'm 13, and this is the Virtual
0: Bible Study. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that?
1: Now back to the guys. We're talking about television on the Virtual Bible Study tonight and the concerns and the dangers of viewing television. One of the things we've talked about is the language on the program tonight, Dad. We talked about the fact that over three-quarters of the programs on network family hour television contained foul language. And we need to be aware of that, and we need to be careful about that. Uh, Colossians 3, verse 8, tells us to put filthy communication out of our mouth. Ephesians 4, verse 29, says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. And we've got to be careful about what we're viewing on television, because Jesus said, in no uncertain terms, what goes in will come out. Matthew 15, verse 18, those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. They defile the man. Uh, Matthew 20, uh, 12, verse 34, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And the abundance of the heart of Americans today is being filled with uh, all kinds of foul language. Four and a half times per hour on primetime network television, foul language is being used.
2: Um, and, and what that does, and we got an email here from Jason in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. He says, I, I believe the biggest danger of watching television is being detracted desensitized to sin that would be true about foul language he goes on to say we can get so used to seeing immodest dress foul language sexual immorality and homosexuality viewed as an alternative lifestyle that it doesn't bother us like it should uh as children of god we get when we listen to that foul language or see any of the other things that are wrong about tv it desensitizes
1: you know all of this is uh, repulsive to god God can't stand any of that, and yet we sit there, and we turn it on, and we say, bring it into my living room. We sit there, and we watch it, and we laugh at it, and we get entertainment out of it, and God can't stand the smell of it. How in the world can we say that we're trying to be like God when we are viewing this stuff for entertainment?
2: Today we got an email from Jerry who says, it may be that the most dangerous thing about watching TV is the subtle implications that are indicated by the content and not the overt actions that can be readily seen to be sinful. In other words, he's saying there's what you see, and then there's the implication of what you see. He goes on to say, Dottie and I were watching a game show while we ate lunch a couple of days ago, and as a middle-aged man was introducing himself, he was just overjoyed that he had just gotten divorced, and as he put it, was ready to fly. It just struck me as being a commentary on our society that one could be so happy to have had have ended a marriage. By the way, this was a rerun of an old game show that was made Uh, probably back in the 80s it just seems to me that when the average person hears someone make such statements and to see them rejoice and be so happy about ending a marriage and being single again that this is sending a not so subtle message that it might be all right to end my marriage and in fact you'll be happier if you do Uh, of course this is just one small example of the not so subtle messages that tv is pouring into our houses every day I think that's exactly right. And thanks, Jerry, for sending in that email.
1: Randy in Jackson, Missouri, uh, gives us similar sentiments when he says most of the shows depict sinful behavior and dialogue as as if it is the norm and perfectly okay. Part of Satan's agenda, Dad, is for us to begin to think that sin isn't quite so sinful, that uh, things that God says are wrong aren't quite so wrong. And we can sit there and enjoy them for entertainment and laugh right along with them.
2: I think you got some statistics there, Jacob, on some of the immorality that's portrayed on TV.
1: Exactly right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Uh, some of the statistics are alarming. We've talked about some so far. 75% of primetime television in the 1999-2000 to 2000 season included sexual content. Movies have an 87% likelihood of presenting sexual material. Movies, on average, 87% of them. Present sexual material um, and so the uh, statistics are alarming. The average American adolescent will view nearly fourteen thousand sexual references every year. Your child, an average American adolescent, will view nearly fourteen thousand sexual references every year, certainly ama- amazing the statistics.
2: the immorality is rampant, and we've got to be aware of it well, I think that's exactly right and and uh, what Randy said in his email that we w- when we see that and we see so much of it it begins to make us he says most of the shows depict sinful behavior and dialogue as if it is the norm and perfectly okay. Randy's right on. We're allowing our norms, our societal norms to be established by this kind of content and we're looking at it and think, well, you know, well maybe I maybe I shouldn't do that, but everybody else is doing that. You know, maybe Maybe I shouldn't use that kind of language, but everybody else is. Maybe I shouldn't cheat on my wife, but everybody else is.
1: Just as Jerry said, divorce doesn't have any ramification in our society. We'll laugh about it. Yeah. it and it's presented continually. A divorce is a good thing. Yeah. And it can begin to infiltrate our thinking if we're not careful. And so we've got to be careful about that. Let us know your thoughts. 877 381 4567. We have time to take your call or your email tonight.
2: Let me get to some of these emails that are just coming in, Jacob. We got Wade in uh, Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, who writes, time, our TV sure does take up a lot of time. We have pretty much stopped watching TV. We have been renting a movie on Friday nights for the last couple of weeks. The one thing I don't like about TV is the commercials. Even though you do your research as a parent or as a Christian to try and find shows worth watching, you can't control or even know what the commercials might show. We may get a whiff of something very quickly before we have time to turn it off. I think my family is a lot better since we have turned off TV. Uh, I think if you try it, you might like actually having some time with your family. Thanks, Wade, for that email. Thanks for what you're doing with your family in Mount Pleasant. Um, Mike, uh, who called in earlier, sent in a follow-up email. He said, would you not agree that even many Christians spend enormous amounts of time in front of television? How much different would the world be if they spent even ten percent of that time in diligent Bible study? How much stronger would the church be? How many souls might be saved? Jacob, back to your stats on time. What if you use? How much time would you have if you used just ten percent of what the average American spends watching TV? How much time would be? We well, you're gonna
1: have to do some math, but uh, three hours and forty-six minutes a day. So we got 180 minutes plus.
2: Wait, you say say three, two hours and 26
1: minutes a day. I mean, 200, 226 minutes a day.
2: 226.
1: So you 30 minutes a day. Yeah, just 10
2: percent. 20, 25 Um, minutes.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, in 25 minutes you could read. You know, we do a daily Bible reading thing here in the local congregation, and you could cover the daily Bible reading, and you'd read through your Bible in a whole year. If you spent just 10% of the time that the average American typically spends watching TV, so there's, there's a direct correlation to what Mike is saying. there. How much time – if we just spent 10% of the time, we could read our Bible through every year.
1: But don't you know Christians say, oh, I'm just so busy. I,
2: I don't have time to read my Bible that much. I,
1: uh, it's so, my schedule so busy. I don't have time to come to worship on Wednesday night. I don't have time to talk to my children about the Bible. We're just too busy. Well, we have enough time to watch television, so something is out of whack in our lives. 877 381 questions at collegeview.com.
2: By the way, I just mentioned that Bible reading calendar. We're going to publish another one for 2008, and anybody who'd like to get a copy of our... Daily Bible reading calendar for 2008. Send me an email. Questions at Just put in the subject line. Send me the daily Bible reading calendar. Let's talk about it. another
1: uh, important uh, thing. We, we want to remind those, our listeners that we got time, though, before the sure, end of the year to sure. talk about that. Sure. Uh, violence. What about violence, Dad? You know, you talk about Christians say, well, that movie is rated R, but it's only violence. It certainly is an alarming statistic when we look at the violence on television today. The number of violent acts that an average American child will see on television by the age 18, 200,000. By the time they're age eighteen, the average American child will see sixteen thousand murders on television. Dad, that is alarming and it has to have an effect on children.
2: Exactly right. Jared and Leanne in uh Cookville, Tennessee have written in and said, Here's how God viewed violence. How can we say that any tolerance for violence when it caused God to destroy the world? Genesis six thirteen. God said to Noah, The End of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold I will destroy them with the earth. Violence was a a big factor in in god's uh, sending of the the judgment of the flood appreciate uh, that email from cookville
1: but yet christians get entertainment out of violence and when it is a repulsive thing to god how can christians say it's just violence it doesn't bother me and sit there and watch it and enjoy it certainly that is an ungodly attitude when we say things like that and when we watch television watch violence on television for entertainment certainly is an un- ungodly behavior
2: um, got another email coming in from Marcus. I believe Marcus is in Louisville, Kentucky. And he he references that movie we were talking about earlier, Jacob, The Golden Compass. He says, famous and cocky atheists like Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens have called for a war on religion. And the Golden Compass will push this war. How can we win back our young people for Christ? This is an all-out war uh, on religion and young people. So uh, Marcus is rightfully alarmed about that movie. And we appreciate his email tonight.
1: Well, we could talk a lot about a lot of different things, Dad. We're running out of time. We could talk about materialism. Certainly uh, materialism is one of those, maybe one of those unseen and unobserved uh, dangers. But uh, as you watch television, we talk about the commercials. We're being repeatedly bombarded with commercials telling us that we need to have more material things, more stuff. We talked about it on the program last week, materialism and covetousness is a sin and if we're not careful, all of the advertising on television can influence us along those lines.
2: I think that's exactly right. I mean, television makes us think that, that life is measured by material prosperity. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesses, but TV tries to teach us otherwise.
1: Well, uh, we're, I'm worn out. That We did about three programs worth of material there in, in one hour.
2: Yeah, and, and we had good feedback. I, obviously, I think this is a subject that's on a lot of people's minds. We need we need a, to mutually encourage one another to be strong in this matter of, of how we let TV uh, invade our lives and and affect our morality. We need to think about it.
1: We talked about how that uh, Satan has desensitized us with television, Dad. And uh, one way that we can un or resensitize ourselves. Is to uh, just avoid television for a little while and see if we can't allow some of that callousness to rub off. And uh, and when we turn the television back on, we'll certainly notice a lot of sin that we'd been overlooking as we'd been watching
2: television. Exactly right. Uh, and like we said earlier, Jacob, you know we're providing an alternative on Thursday night, and Lord willing, we'll be back next Thursday night make it a regular appointment to join us for the virtual Bible study.
1: Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. We encourage you to use extreme caution as you view television, if you view it at all because of the many dangers that are out there and the excellent avenue it is for Satan to be able to tempt us to sin. We appreciate you joining us on the program tonight. Make plans to be back here next Thursday for another edition of the virtual Bible study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study his inspired word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it.